Thanks for downloading this IMSA radio podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be broadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by visiting imsaradio.com or search for IMSA radio wherever they get their podcasts. The Countdown to Green. John Heindorf here, and we're in our Michelin countdown to green for the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. We're at what was always known as the Brickyard. It is the Battle on the Bricks this weekend. Uh, we're Indianapolis Motor Speedway for the first time for IMSA since 2014, and the first time that IMSA Radio has brought you any coverage from uh, IMSA on the Brickyard. Uh, we've been, of course, for the Porsche Sports Car together, but 2014 was the year. Uh, that we weren't covering the championship, uh, which sort of falls into place where I can't remember any of the results from, from that year. Uh, however, we are here and we are covering it this year and it promises to be an absolutely quality two hour and 40 minutes of racing. We'll talk you through the grid with Jeremy Shaw in a little while and have our Porsche keys to the race. Uh, through the race, we'll have uh, our VP Racing in-race update, and of course, we'll be looking to award a thousand pounds to charity uh, and a lovely trophy in our BDO Nose Strategy Award once we get to the race. And we'll wrap up our weekend in this spectacular sports car Sunday with Michelin Post Race Tech. That is all in our futures, in our here and now. Let's get the shit out of our eyes and ears in the pit lane. I. Uh, I'm quite worried about going down to Shea because I'm not sure that even our radio waves <laughs> can reach her down there in the pit lane at the moment. There are thousands of people on the pit walk at the moment, Shea. Hello and welcome to Michelin Countdown to Great. Hello? Hello? Am I actually here? If there's so many people on the pit lane, is it is it still a pit lane? I don't really understand how this is working. <laughs> um, it is a packed grid right now, and I have walked almost the entire length of it. I started about four cars from the back and maneuvered up to the front of the grid. It took a long time because there's so many people, and all right, it's not the widest pit lane in the world to begin with, but it feels even smaller with the number of bodies populating this area right now, and it, it is truly a wonderful thing to see all of these sports cars racing fans out in the center of a mecca of racing that so many people have paid attention to since 1909. That's when the Speedway was first uh, brought into existence in some form or another. And I, I want to start off with a man for whom the Speedway means a lot, Mike Shank. We have this beautiful picture of you singed into our memories from winning the Indy 500. How much better or cooler or whatever would it be for you to get that win in your 350th sports car start? Uh, that would be a perfect way, you know, to kind of wrap up Indianapolis Motor Speedway for me. Um, this track, you know, when we won the 500 with Ellie in 2021, I guess it was, um, really changed our lives, Jim Meyer and myself, our partner. And uh, certainly think we have an opportunity to do well here today. Uh, the Acura is really, really good. The Porsches are a little strong, but, you know, that's the way it goes. 48 cars on a minute 15 track is going to be a long, exciting day for everybody. So 
Uh, we try to make some good decisions, reasonable pit stops, and see where it shakes out. How worried are you about the traffic? Because there's a lot of other cars in this field that are slower than you guys. It's it's a problem. It's a real problem. Um, we we spent a lot of time actually going offline uh, in practice in the warm up. We went through the escape road at least half a dozen times to pre-run it. Um, looked at how we can where we can pass people mostly if safely, but um, and take the chances. You know we don't have anything to lose here. We've we've had to fight back from our problem in January and we're back kind of in the championship hunt again. And uh, if we come out of here with a top three, maybe I mean there might be a little bit of glimmer for us. So let's just see what comes out. We got nothing to lose. Well, and I understand it's a sensitive question. Please, you don't have to answer it in any way, shape, or form. But knowing the future is uncertain for next year, we've heard rumors, but we don't know anything going forward. How much more important is these last two races then become to try and win and make your mark even further? Uh, it's it's everything. Uh, we we want to win both these last races, and we we're going to do what we have to do to do that. Good luck today, Mike. Really hoping for you. Last two races uh, is uh, what he said. That that is a very interesting there there hasn't been uh, an official announcement but um he said these last two races um but that's very interesting from mike shank he's always been he's always been there he's answered the hard questions or uh, he's told us he wasn't going to so nicely handled by shay uh, there uh, on the pit lane uh, we'll get back to her in a moment let's bring in jeremy shaw here in the global broadcast center um I say I echo most of what Mike Shank said. It's going to be busy. Uh, it's going to be difficult, particularly for the faster cars. But for us, that means excitement and entertainment. Good afternoon, Jeremy. Good afternoon, John. Good, good afternoon, everybody who's at the track or or not listening to us on IMSA Radio. Yeah, I mean, look, it's um, it's bizarre situation that Mike Shank finds himself in. I mean, he won the championship last season. Um, has done a fantastic job this this year, really. I think, uh, I mean, that, that that has been generally the better placed Acura team. Um, yet they uh, were docked 200 points after that bizarre situation at after the Rolex 24, which they, they were allowed to keep the win, but uh, they were docked 200 points there. If you take away that uh, penalty, they've scored more points in qualifying by two, only actually over the uh, Wayne Taylor racing entry, uh, but more points in the races also by a margin of... Uh, of 80 than the car that leads the championship for Wade Taylor Racing uh, by a slim 14-point margin, 14 margin, by the way, over number 31 Cadillac. So it's been a great championship uh, this season. Mike Shank uh, seems to be losing that Acura deal. But, uh, look, it's, uh, it's, and they've had a, a very disappointing year in IndyCar as well. So things haven't gone their way. But they have won two races, uh, which is two more than the Wayne Taylor Racing team, and um, one of which, at the very least, was completely legitimate. Uh, and they've been on the podium multiple times as well. So, you know, they're looking to finish this season on strongly. And, and I hope they're able to get some sort of a, a contract to run something at the top level of sports car racing because mm. they certainly deserve it. Yeah, and, you know, we like characters like Mike uh, and he runs a tight ship, as you've said. And uh, not, uh, notwithstanding the slip-up that they had... Um, they were they were called for it uh, and they've paid dearly uh, for it and and that was a tough call uh, that was a tough uh, situation for them. Uh, Shay Adam, we'll get back to her and see if we can pick up some of the pole sitters before we get into our Porsche keys to the race and a full rundown of the grid. Uh, Shay, where are you? 
Well, I'm down with uh, two non-pole sitters and one very much pole sitter. Um, I want to come in for Alexander Sims. Sorry about this, buddy. You're getting to get this interview. Racing at Indy, this is a sweet experience, isn't it? Yeah, it's really cool. I mean, I've, I've been here quite a lot this year uh, for the simulator at Delara, just down the road, but to actually be here at the track racing, um, having watched so many Indy 500s and stuff through my life um, is, is pretty awesome. Uh, it's a fantastic venue. Um, looking forward to an exciting race. So as someone who's never raced here, do you find it weird to drive the wrong way down the front straight? That hasn't really crossed my mind because, I mean, I've got no experience of going the other way, right? Like, um, at the end of the day, this is the only format that I've driven. Um, but, but yeah, it's, uh, it's funny when I've got that picture in my head of, of looking at pit in down the other end of the pit lane from watching on TV at the Indy 500 and things. But um, yeah, once you're in the race car, you just get into your own mode. Um, but no, it's, it's really, really cool to be here. Have you actually been here for the Indy 500? No, no, never been here. I, I came to the, the museum once, like 15 years ago when I was in Formula Renault. I came over here for a holiday to see uh, Wade Cunningham, an old friend of mine, blast from the past. But, um, but yeah, no, I've uh, never been here for a race until now. I think if you win the race today, that might be a pretty good argument for Doug Bowles to get you a ticket for May. Good luck today, Alexander. Cheers, thanks, Shay. And I am going to see if I can just interrupt Ben Keating here because he's down in their same pit box. Ben, do you mind if I bug you for a quick sure. second? You've been able to sleep on this pole position now. How much more important do you think it's going to be? Ah, I, 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 it, it's going to be important, no doubt. Turn one is going to be mayhem because it takes the GTP cars longer to switch on their tires than it does for us. So the LMP2 cars, I honestly believe, will be faster than GTP for the first two laps. Uh, and that causes a big problem when they start in front of you going into a very tight turn one. So uh, uh, I'm, I still feel the same way I did yesterday, which is uh, I'm glad I'm starting up front, but uh, I still expect turn one to be a big challenge and turn seven. You know, turn seven is about the same way, but hopefully we have enough time to uh, spread out a little bit by the time we get there. Well, and so now that we have our grid set, how much more important is it? Your pole is on the right side of the track. You're not going to be starting on the bad side. So uh, I think, I'll let you know after the race start, but I think I would have rather started on the outside because you have an escape route on the outside. Uh, you don't have an escape route on the inside unless you can dive underneath the apex, which Bo Barfield already said in the uh, driver's meeting, he doesn't want anybody to do that. So. Uh, uh, you have an option if you're on the outside. Uh, uh, you're not left with many options on the inside. So, uh, uh, I mean, we'll see. You're not allowed to gain a position regardless. So, yeah, if it is mayhem, maybe I can end up staying in front uh, because I qualified on the pole. We'll see. Good luck today, Ben. And I promise if your number is on top of that pylon after lap number one, I'll take a picture for you. Ah, thank you, Shay. Thank you, Shay. Great to hear from Ben Keating and from Alexander Sims. Can't believe you. Well, I've not been to the Indy 500 uh, either. Uh, to be fair, watch plenty of them. Uh, I'd only been to Indy once last year, which I thoroughly enjoyed. Had a had a great time there. All right, we're in the Michelin countdown to green. Jeremy Shaw and John Hindoff. Shay's going to jump in with uh, whatever else she can bring us as she's working her way to the front uh, of the field uh, and Jeremy Shaw and I then will work through uh, a few more of our uh, of things to tick off uh, uh, 
Payne Lee Diffy in the background there, which I wasn't uh, expecting to hear at all. Uh, work through some more of our checklist in the Michelin Countdown to Green. Let's go to our Porsche keys to the race, Jeremy. Um, this is an only question, uh, quotation marks, a two hour and 40 minute race. Um, how much do you think here that the, the teams, we've seen a lot of racing over the weekend and some great side-by-side -side racing, but this is a big field, it's multi-class. How much is track position going to play a part here this afternoon? Um, yeah, it's, uh, I think it's important. I mean, look, the, the cars are so closely matched. It is difficult to overtake. Um, so, um, you know, uh, yes, I think track position is important. Uh, and, and also, talking of track position, there's a couple of sections on the track. I mean, turn one, two, three, uh, four. If you're a prototype car, you, you actually through those twisty bits, the cornering speed differential between the uh, prototypes and the GT cars isn't that much. It's not as much as it used to be because the GTP cars these days are so much heavier than the older DPI cars, where they are much quicker. Those new breed of cars is on the straightaways, uh, but from also through seven, eight, nine, ten, it's very easy to get caught up there and. So, you know, I think traffic is going to be very, very important and how they deal with that traffic. Uh, we'll come back to our Porsche case to race at the moment, in a moment, but we've got an opportunity to speak with Josh Burden down on the pit lane with Shay Adam. Who has just informed me that he didn't know he was going to be doing this race until about the last possible second. Josh, you were actually back home in Australia when you got the phone call saying, uh, we need you back again, but I kind of understand it. Three races, three wins out of the last four. That's not too shabby. Yeah, uh, ultimately, I'm very grateful to be here and the team putting the trust in me. Uh, Felipe, the full season driver, uh, had another clash with his Brazilian stock car at the last second. So I was celebrating my birthday with my family and grandfather in Australia last uh, Wednesday. And yeah, here we are now. So very excited for today. Well, today is one thing, but also looking forward to the next race. You'll be back for the Petit Le Mans finale. That race, you're the defending winner in the P3 category. So I see the smile coming on your face. You've been looking forward to that for a while, haven't you? Yeah, I, I, I'm loving my racing at the moment. I'm loving uh, working with the team at Riley, Gara and Frugger as my teammates. I'm um, in a really good space. And yeah, I really like Petit. It's my favorite event of the year. So really excited to uh, get the job done today and uh, get there in a couple of weeks. What's the goal for today? Because you can win every points-paying race this season. That is plausible. Yeah, it is. Um, we're just uh, taking it lap by lap, basically. Um, I think it's going to be a lot of uh, action and drama in this race, looking at practice. So uh, at the moment, we have a healthy championship lead. So uh, it's going to be a mature race from uh, both Gar and I and just extract the most points we can uh, out of this weekend. Because Bill Riley's going to be in your yelling at you if you don't? Yeah, yeah, I've learned this the hard way, and I don't want him to yell at me anymore. I've had enough of this one. <laughs> Good luck today, Josh. Great. Thank you very much. Let's carry on with our Porsche keys to the race. We've uh, mentioned, God, leave if he is bloody loud, isn't he? Somebody go and put a sock in him. Uh, patience through the twisties. Um, you, you've got to pick your points here, Jeremy, to... Uh, to uh, make your overtaking manoeuvres, even if you're in a faster car. Yeah, I kind of jumped the gun on that one, didn't I? Yeah, I think it's very, very important here because uh, those two sections, you know, through the the opening se sequence of corners and after, at the end of uh, uh, Tony Holman Boulevard, uh, 7, 8, 9, 10, again, follow my leader stuff through there. So, yeah, patience is going to be a big factor, John. And... Uh, 
Now, is this tyre limited? Is it fuel limited? What th what have you found out from the teams, Jeremy? What have they been seeing? And, and does that change between the different classes? Not enough is, is a short answer. Have, uh, have I uh, got, got a definitive answer on that one? But um, I, yeah, I, th I don't think tyre de degradation should be too too big here. Uh, I think uh, grip level is, is it's not high, but it's not uh, too bad. I don't think they're using up tyres too much. Uh, for the prototype cars, they'll be able to run a stint of around about 55 minutes, I would, I would, I would expect. The uh, GT cars uh, around about an hour, a little bit more perhaps. And the for the prototype cars, the LMP3s can run a similar distance to the uh, G GT cars. The LMP2 cars, they will be stopping more frequently. They'll be stopping around every 35 minutes or, or a little bit more than that. So following on from that, strategically, and we'll be looking to award the BDO Nose Strategy Award, um, what difference can the teams make? Because two hours and 40 minutes, therefore, from what you've just said, it is not an easy, oh, it's, you know, it's three hours, let's pit once, once an hour, it's two pit stops to get you to the end of the race. So what can the teams do then to affect that? They've got to be nimble. They've got to be thinking nimble. on their feet. I mean, I think we're going to have uh, cautions during this race. Turn one uh, is a potential uh, disaster. Um, and uh, it, not, not as bad as, as, as uh, Portland for the IndyCar race and uh, a couple other events on, on the season yeah, in the IndyCars where turn one is notorious. Here is certainly notorious. Uh, and the uh, drivers have got to be, again, that, the that key to patience being there. But I think there's going to be caution periods, so they've got to be uh, able to think on their feet as to when to make their pit stops. Uh, and uh, it's also here, it's a fairly long pit lane. Uh, so the pit, the length on pit lane is, is the, the time spent on pit lane is quite high. And uh, therefore, you, you can't be too far behind the leader in order to make a pit stop and still stay on the lead lap. I mean, unless you're right with him, you're probably going to lose a lap mm. during a pit stop. So that is certainly something the key teams are going to be very aware of. That's a good point with such a short lap, uh, losing the lead lap. And that could catch you out, of course, uh, if you get on the wrong side of a safety car or the wrong side of that call. Uh, we'll have the full grid run down with Jeremy Shaw in a moment. But first, let's pick up the GTD Pro pole sitter. Not the overall GT pole sitter, but that might help Klaus back and Faf Motorsport share Adam because he's going to start on the clean side of the track. Well, and what we were just hearing from uh, Ben Keating too, having that runoff area, that could be a big advantage. So for Klaus Backler, it might not be the worst thing in the world. He's just having a, a last minute debrief with some crew members, uh, actually a crew member from the WeatherTech Racing Mercedes. So perhaps there's some scheming going on between those two cars. But for Klaus, it's his second time starting on pole. Klaus, congratulations again, your second pole. Now it's race day, now it's go time. Grid is starting to clear. How are the nerves? Ah, I'm good, uh, thanks. Uh, so, yeah, it's really good to start on pole here after Laguna. And um, it will be an interesting race. Uh, all gases are back now. Uh, it's a track where nobody raced, uh, or IMSA was not racing the last year. So it's, uh, it's a lot of new things for everybody. Uh, but I'm looking forward uh, to start in the front row. And uh, hopefully we have a good race and uh, we finish where we start. This is one of the few tracks that FAF has not won at yet. So how badly do you want to accomplish that for them? Yeah, I mean, I also want to win for myself and for the team, of course, uh, also for, for everybody in the team. Uh, but, um, yeah, we've, we focused to do a, just a good job. Uh, we have a good starting position, but uh, today is uh, the real job. Uh, today is also where we get the big points. And um, hopefully we manage uh, to win it, and then I'm even more happy that Faf gets to win also here. Good luck today. Thank you. 
And I want to just walk back a couple of grid positions because traditions have to be maintained. And the championship leaders are worth hearing from too, especially since they are starting fourth overall, third in the GTD Pro category. It's a bit further back than we're used to seeing from the car qualified by Jack Hawksworth, but it will be finished by one Mr. Ben Barnicott. And Ben, you were worried I wasn't going to come find you. We're racing at Indy. You've had this experience before in endurance racing, but how much different is it when a championship is on the line? Uh, well, I mean, it's super different. So my past experience at the eight hour, we've got a lot more cars, obviously the prototypes, the, the closing speed's so big and um, different classes, different level of driver. So um, that's one element to the big difference. And then, yeah, we've got a lot of pressure on the line, but we know what we've got to do here. And, um, you know, we're feeling good. Everyone at Lexus Racing and Bass Sullivan's given us a good car and I'm feeling good about it. Ultimately, the championship is pretty vast as far as how it's spread out. If you guys win this race, it doesn't matter what the three Corvette does. You start petite and the championship is yours. So go out and win the race, right? Well, we actually just have to finish in front of them, you know, so if we fourth and they're fifth, that's uh, that's what we've got to do. And, um, you know, so a lot of our day is going to maybe depend on what the three does as opposed to trying to go and win this race. But um, at the same time, you know, you can never tell what's going to happen in IMSA. It's always great action-packed racing, which is why I love being here. And, uh, yeah, we'll just go and do our best today and whatever it ends up being, it'll end up being and uh, we'll, uh, we'll enjoy it. Good luck, Ben. Thanks, Shay. Thank you. Michelin Countdown to Green, here's Jeremy Shaw with the full grid of the starting lineup. Jeremy. Yeah, the tirerack.com battle on the bricks. It's round uh, uh, 10 of the championship for the, in, the IMSA WeatherTech Championship for the GT classes. It's round 9 out of 10 for the, uh, excuse me, round 8 out of 9 for GTPs this season. And it's round 5 out of 6 for LMP2 and LMP3. We've got a total of 48 cars. That's going to be busy around here. We've got 10 GTP cars, 7 LMP2s, 9 LMP3s, 5 GTD Pro, and 17 in GTD. The grid will be lined up in class order. Uh, and within each class, of course, the positions were set during qualifying yesterday. So let's start at the back of the field. Actually, Alan Metney will start last in car number 91. That's one of two Kelly Moss with Riley Porsche 911 GT3Rs. Uh, Alan actually had a really good run in qualifying yesterday. Started qualified ninth fastest. Unfortunately, they've had to change the engine in that to number 91 car, so he will start at the back of the field. Alongside him, making his debut this weekend in the IMSA Tech Sports Car Championship, but had some success in the Michelin Pilot Challenge in the Lone Star Racing Mercedes AMG GT3. Car number 15 is uh, Anton Diaz Pereira. Uh, row 23 on the grid, David Brule in car number 92, the second of the Kelly Moss with Riley cars. That's a, another Porsche 911 GT3R. One of two NS, uh, Acura NSX GT3 cars in the field. Car number 66, starting driver for gradient racing is Sheena Monk. Jared Andretti will start the Andretti Autosport uh, Aston Martin Vantage GT3, car number 94 from the 44th position. Alongside Alan Brynjolfsson, car number 77, the Wright Motorsports Porsche 911 GT3R. Can't miss that car out on the racetrack. It's a very bright yellow. Car number 93 is Ashton Harrison in the Racers Edge Motorsport with WTR Acura NSX GT3. Alongside her is Chandler Hull, car number 97, one of two Turner Motorsport BMW M4 GT3s. Road 20 is PJ Hyatt in the pink, can't miss that car either. Number 80 for AO Racing, another Porsche 911 GT3R. Alongside the lone McLaren 720S GT3 Evo in the field for Inception Racing in car number 70 is Brendan Ereeb. 
Frankie Montecalvo will start the number 12 Vasa Sullivan Lexus RCF GT3 from the 38th position alongside Roman DeAngelis, guy number 27, part of racing team Aston Martin Vantage GT3. Row 18, Russell Ward, the 50, number 57 Windward Racing Mercedes AMG T3. That team celebrating a fantastic victory last night in the Michelin Pilot Challenge race. Michel Goitberg will cut start number 78, the Forte Racing Power by US Racetronics Lamborghini Huracan GT3 Evo 2 from the 35th position and fourth fastest in the GTD non-pro category. Ahead of him on the grid is one of the pro cars. That's Jordan Taylor, the number three Corvette Racing Chevrolet Corvette C8R GTD. Uh, ahead of him on the grid are two more GTD non-pro entries. Number 96 is Patrick Gallagher, the second of the Turner Motorsport BMW M4 GT3s. And the team caught off Motorsports Mercedes AMG GT3, kind of a 32, that's Mikkel Grenier. The next four positions on the grid moving forward are all GTD pros. Alex Riberas in the number 23 Heart of Racing team, Aston Martin Vantage GT3. Then on row 15 of the grid is uh, Jack Hawksworth in kind of a 14 of Aston Sullivan Lexus RCF GT3. Alongside Jules Gunion, kind of a 79 of WeatherTech Racing Mercedes AMG. The front row of the grid in GT is the GTD Pro pole sitter, that's Klaus Backler, on the pole for the second time this season, uh, alongside his other pole at WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca, the Faf Motorsports Porsche 911 GT3R. And on the overall pole and pole in GTD uh, is uh, Madison Snow in car number one for Paul Miller Racing in the BMW M4 GT3. What a season they are having. Five wins already. Uh, three poles on the season, including now three in a row. Remarkable. Moving on now to the prototype field. In car number 33 is the Sean Creech Motorsports Ligier JSP320, one of nine LMP3 cars in the field. Alongside him on the grid is Gar Robinson in car number 74, the Riley Ligier JSP320. That car was crashed during qualifying yesterday by Gar, but has re re been repaired for the race. Two more Ligiers on row 12 of the grid overall. Number four is uh, Kevin Conway making his IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship debut for RV Motorsports in the Ligier. Alongside the similar car for MLT Motorsports, number 54 is Jason Rabe. Anthony Mantella for AWA, one of the, its pair of Duquesne D08 chassis in car number 17 will start 22nd. Alongside another debutant, Alexander Kariba from uh, Missouri in car number 38, the Performance Tech Motorsports Ligier. Row 10 on the grid is the uh, third and second fastest qualifiers in LMP3, respectively Ori Fidani in the AW Duquesne car number 13 and Nolan Siegel for Junior 3 Racing in a Ligier in car number 30. The pole sitter in LMP3 in a shortened session was car number 29. That's the second of the Junior 3 Racing Ligiers uh, making uh, his debut in this championship. What a start for the, the young man who leads the VP Racing Challenge Series this year. Joy Garg from California. Moving on to LMP2. Dennis Anderson will start the high-class racing Orica car number 20 from the 17th position. Row 8 on the grid is Dwight Merriman in car number 18 for Era Motorsport and the Tower Motorsports machine car number 8, Dan Goldberg making his LMP2 debut this weekend. The second row of the grid in LMP2 is Rodrigo Salas back for TDS Racing in car number 35 alongside his teammate Stephen Thomas in car number 11. The front row in LMP2, George Kurtz, CrowdStrike racing by APR, kind of a 0-4, and on the pole for the 13th time in his career, behind only Ricky Taylor in the all-time stats for the uh, 
for the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship dating back to 2014. That's car number 52 for PR1 Matheson Motorsports is Ben Keating. Onto the GTP field, 10 cars in all, bookended, curiously, by a pair of Porsches on either end of the grid. In 10th position is the JDC Miller Motorsports Porsche 963, that's Time and Van der Helm in car number 5. Alongside him for Proton Competition, the similar customer car in car number 59 is Jimmy Bruni. Row 4 on the grid, the Wheel and Engineering Cadillac Racing Cadillac V-Series R for number 31 is Bipo Darani. Alongside Nick Yellowly in car number 25, one of two BMW M Team RLL BMW M Hybrid V8s. His teammate Philip Eng in car number 24 will start one position farther up the grid in 6th. Alongside the championship leader, the Conica Minolta. In the it's Acura ARX06, car number 10 is Ricky Taylor. Row two on the grid, Sebastian Bourdais for Cadillac Racing, the second of the Cadillacs in this field in car number 01. Alongside Tom Blomquist in car number 60, defending a series champion for Meyer Shank Racing with Kerb Agajanian in Acura ARX06. Front row, well, that's all Penske, Porsche Penske Motorsports, its pair of 963s and a couple of mats. Matthew Jaminet in car number six will start second. And on the pole position, third time in his career, second this season, uh, for in car number seven from Australia is Matt Campbell. Let's head straight down. Thank you, Jeremy. Let's head straight down to the pit lane for Shea Adam for some last-minute atmosphere in the last couple of three minutes here on the Michelin Countdown to Green. We are about three minutes away from the engines firing up and the pit lane is all of a sudden void of non-essential personnel. One person by each race car is the maximum. And this is amazing, John, because where it was, the sea of people, where I stood here not even half an hour ago, now I can see all the way down into what is IndyCar turn one. I can actually see the Corvette safety car that is going to be a pace car for the GT field. And all of a sudden, there's nothing to do but to go racing. The, the heartbeats have started to elevate. The butterflies have gone into everyone's stomachs. No matter what Klaus Packler said, he's got to be nervous, strapped in behind the wheel of a Porsche, getting ready to race at Indianapolis Motor Speedway. This is cool. There's no other way to put it. Thank you, Shea. Shea Adam will be our eyes and ears down in the pit lane. Quick final thoughts from Jeremy before we bring together sound and vision with IMSA TV and IMSA Radio. Uh, Porsche have done a cracking job with the works cars in the last few weeks, certainly since Le Mans, Jeremy. Lots of testing their pace, both in qualifying and in racing in the WEC, has certainly picked up. Is this their time in Roger's backyard? You wouldn't, you wouldn't bet against them, would you? You certainly wouldn't here at uh, Indianapolis Motor Speedway uh, with the, in, this is very much Penske country, isn't it? Or is it 19 Indy 500 wins, isn't it now? I think for the captain, remarkable uh, success he has had here. And he would want to carry that on with the sports cars back here for the first time in nine years. And it's certainly, uh, they, they, I mean, the cars have been fast all week long. Uh, they were first and second on the grid. You can't, can't count against them, can you? Absolutely not, Jeremy. Well, stand by for action. Two hours and 40 minutes. We're going to come together with sound and vision as we bring the whole collective uh, of sports car and endurance racing enthusiasts together on IMSA Radio and IMSA TV. If you're outside the US, then make sure you tune in via IMSA.TV or via the live video 
button on the uh, on the menu on the top left-hand side of imsaradio.com. If you're in the US, NBC affiliates have it, but obviously you're going to turn their sound down and listen to us so that you get full coverage all the way through from flag to flag. Nothing against Diff and the rest of the team, but they get a lot of breaks, and I know that you like to follow the action all the way through. Live timing as well at alchemelsystems.com forward slash IMSA. It's time for the main event of the weekend at Indianapolis Motor Speedway. We're ready to get things started for two hours and 40 minutes of IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship, and it's live. 